presented by Syntax Advisors. Welcome to ETF TV News, a weekly show that provides updates for institutional investors on new listings and other news in the global ETF industry. I'm Deborah Furr. Joining me today is Gareth Stobie, Managing Director of CoreShares. Welcome, Gareth. Thank you for having me, Debbie. So why don't we start with a brief overview of who is CoreShares? CoreShares is an independent passive investment manager operating predominantly in the South African market. We launched the brand about six years ago, targeting clients who are looking for core exposure within their portfolios at low cost. We currently have nine exchange trade funds trading on the JSC, and we focus predominantly on the domestic market. You listed CoreShares Total World Stock Feeder Securities ETF. Can you tell me about that ETF and why it's called a feeder ETF? The ETF tracks the FTSE Global All Cap Index, which is a very comprehensive index of both developed markets and emerging markets. And that's particularly important for South African investors because even though we consider ourselves an emerging market economy, our local index often is quite disconnected to what the other emerging markets are doing. So to have both developed markets and emerging markets combined within one index is an appealing proposition for local investors as they're looking to build solutions that have global exposure. Bearing in mind, the South African component would be well under 1% of total world markets. So in a client solution, they would have their SA equity exposure and they would have global exposure. And this is kind of like an all-in type of product. It's called a feeder fund because the index is made up of 9,000 global securities. In order for us to replicate those 9,000 shares locally would be very difficult to do. So we very simply feed into one of the very large Vanguard products, which trades in the US market, the VT ETF. We found that scale that's been generated by some of the big global ETF providers allows us to launch products on the back of what they're doing without having to recreate the wheel here from a trading settlements perspective. How has the use and users of ETFs been changing in South Africa? The three markets in South Africa for ETFs is, first of all, the kind of do-it-yourself investor, the self-directed investor. And we're seeing somewhat of a boon of retail investment in the local market, which is very encouraging to see. Easy Equities recently got up to 1 million users on its platform offering very broad, easy, first-time exposure to the ETF market. We then have the multi-managers and builders of solutions who often look to the local exchange to get this sort of exposure rather than externalizing their money to, say, the U.S. markets. Bringing that sort of exposure more cheaply to the local market dissuades them from moving their money offshore. And actually, our market from a cost perspective is becoming incredibly competitive now. So you can manage your whole ETF portfolio simply here in RANDs and the JSC and avoid a lot of admin and red tape in terms of externalizing money. So there's that multi-manager market. And last but not least is private wealth, a very large part of the market. Most older family wealth is still sort of in segregated accounts and in stock portfolios. And those clients, whilst they rate themselves as stock pickers in their own right, are using ETFs more and more to provide an anchor to the portfolio or for technical adjustments, whatever the case may be. The ETF industry in South Africa is just over 20 years old. What are your plans for the rest of 2021? Well, I think if you were in a room with all of the issuers in the local market, I think the themes would typically be quite similar to what you're seeing in global markets. So a lot of talk around fanatics, whether you can run a product with enough scale to justify quite a narrow theme. 
So how you marry the investment opportunity on the one hand with launching and running a fund that's at decent scale on the other hand. And I think for your global audience, Debbie, an interesting one in terms of the longer term carry trade and how global investors access the carry trade. Because right now, let's say you're wanting to invest in South African high yield instruments. Up until this point, your opportunities have been quite narrow around highly liquid government debt. So if we can bring some of that liquidity of our broader bond market onto the ETF screen, that might be a real opportunity for investors, particularly if that can be delivered in an active manner. And I think our market will be following other global markets to allow for transparent or semi-transparent ETFs in the not too distant future. That's great. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks very much, Debbie. Last week, there were 57 new ETF listings from 27 issuers. There's also 84 new cross-listings last week. If we look year to date, we've seen that there were 596 new ETFs that have come to market. Although we're not yet at the end of May, when we look at prior year to date through May, the highest number of new listings was in 2010 when there were 471 products that came to market. So we've seen significantly more new listings. A couple of new issuers have come to market last week. So Putnam launched four actively managed ETFs in the US. We also saw Timefolio come to market in Korea. And in Korea, they have announced some regulatory changes where we expect to see more actively managed ETFs come to market. We also saw some transparency on foreign investments from Korean investors come out from the regulator and the ARC Genomic ETF and the ARC Innovation ETF are among the 50 largest foreign investments from Korean investors. I'd like to thank Syntex Advisors, our sponsor for ETF TV. I'd like to thank Gareth Stobie, Managing Director of CoreShares for joining us. And of course, you for watching. For further episodes, go to etftv.net. Thank you and see you next week. ETF TV News does not provide investment advice nor recommend products.